Welcome to Muse Unseen, the podcast on how creatives do business. This is Zoe Omega. And I am Claire Michelle. And today we are interviewing somebody who's a musician. He's exciting. He's got so many great stories to tell. Zoe, would you tell us more about this great person who has more stories to tell? Yes, we are going to be interviewing Sky Lewis of the Uptown Four and Harmonious Funk Band, The Evolution. We have actually already interviewed him. We are recording the recap via Zoom because we are in the middle of the pandemic. So Claire is in her studio and I am in my cozy front room in just north of Seattle. And let's talk about this recap because something that I like to do and I think is important as any business owner or artist is to consider things that aren't working. And so when we were listening to the first few episodes, we wanted to try and create something that felt stronger, that felt more connected with our audience. When I was listening to the first three, I felt like we weren't necessarily bringing you into our lives. And so today, as Zoe put it, this is a recap. This is something that we are listen. We've listened back to the Sky Lewis episode. We are going to talk about our feelings behind it and then roll into the episode to kind of help you think about what we think about Sky Lewis. One of the things that really struck me is he talked about creating sanctuary where you're at. And during these times, I think it's important to talk about ritual and sanctuary and self-care. Yeah, especially right now, because it's like when when I'm in the studio and like, you know, I'm like, like I was talking to, to you about it earlier, like I'm building a shelf right now. Like I could be doing a lot of other things, but I know that like I need to be doing something and need to be creating something, whether it's art or whether it's a utility. But this space is my sanctuary and I feel most connected to what I do in this space. And Sky talks a ton about how he's always on the road. He never has like a place to really find that sanctuary. And so he's had to adapt. And it was an interesting part of the conversation because I didn't consider that. I didn't consider somebody who's always traveling, who's always touring, finding that sanctuary. How do you find a sanctuary in that space? And it was just really interesting to me. So you'll hear a bit more, but Sky Lewis goes on tour with Harmonious Funk Fanta Evolution, and they he'll tell us about being on the casino band circuit. Yeah, and that's a totally interesting thing, too. And we really connected about how like musicians work in that space, because as you know, I'm a musician. I play out when there's no pandemic going on and uh and we sky lewis and i uh we took some time to discuss kind of just like what it's like to be working with an agent what it's like to find an agent how how you work with bands in that sort of space and also like just the just the uniqueness of playing at a casino as opposed to a venue Things are a little different. And he talks about how his race and being a minority as well affects a certain demographic of casinos. 
it's a very interesting episode and very insightful from the eyes of somebody who is one in a an, in an acapella group and two who has so many as we put it earlier stories to tell about his life and his journey through music well thank you so much sky for coming in today and we look forward to hearing your stories and hearing more about your bands and let's bring in sky lewis Cool. Welcome in. Thank you for being a part of the podcast. Of course, of course. Thank of you course. for inviting me. Yeah, definitely. So um, I I learned a lot about you looking <laughs> up some things, and I didn't realize you were in an acapella group, mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. which is really exciting because I used to sing in all sorts of acapella groups, jazz groups. Uh, I did barbershop for a hot minute. Barbershop Bar- is how, how it uh, usually starts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. all right, that's nuts. Mm-hmm, it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was scary um, because like you're you're so vulnerable in that state, mm-hmm. and so so much of that like there is there is no room for air. You make an oh, air, no. it's, the, if, it's that guy right yeah. there. <laughs> you can pick it out easy, really easy. Totally. Um, acapella is um, actually how I started uh, any kind of singing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was kind of the beginning of my journey because uh, I listened to like The Temptations and mm-hmm. um, Four Tops and oh, that was my bread and butter. So yeah, yeah acapella was. Oh yeah, Temptations. My oh, mom, oh. my mom was always putting Temptations on. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in Detroit, so it was oh, so Motown. You know, yeah. all, all this, this is love music right here. You need to get this. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, so acapella was a, was a start for singing oh, yeah. for you. Oh yeah, oh nice. yeah. Nice. And then, um, like, how was it the start for music as well, though? Um, so, I would say, journey-wise, I started in third grade. Um, my mom was always uh, pushing me to be in talent shows and to try to get me out in, in the public mm-hmm. eye somehow because she was like, you have all this talent inside the house. You need to get out and use that energy. So, um, I would be in talent shows in third grade. I did a, a Michael Jackson <laughs> um, black or white dance. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that kind of started it because the crowd was like cheering and everything. Uh-huh. And, and you're like, that's cool. I was like, hmm, <laughs> well, they like this. Right? Okay. So <laughs> um, that started the, the the love was right there, and I hadn't stopped performing ever since. That's so awesome. it was like little shows like that. But then um, I had a, a bunch of friends that would sing every now and then um, further along in school, say about sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were really good, like, mm. like ridiculously good singers. And I remember looking at them, I'm like, what is this? This is a whole new level of singing. Yeah. So um, that started the acapella journey from there was... In sixth grade. Yeah. Because um, they would do, but it was like um, little kid groups and that were doing like little miniature shows here and there, yep. like the fairs and festivals. <laughs> so like I just started there. Yeah. And that was... Yeah, that was the beginning of it. Was yeah. was right there. Was was sixth grade acapella. Yeah. So where did you get your training? Oh, um, a lot of my acapella training came from school. I had um, one of my choir teachers. It was actually a professional vocal coach, um, and I I learned a lot from her uh, in the beginning of it, especially about parts. Mm-hmm. Um, because 
back then, of course, you know, being new to acapella, I didn't know anything about like tenor and bass and you know where I'd fit in. Really easy. So um, um, that acapella is, and I started out um, as a first tenor. Actually, how I started um, um, any kind of singing. So yeah. um, starting out as kind of the first beginning of my journey because uh, I listened to like the Temptations really and wrecking for me. Um, four because tops. I always felt like. First tenors never really so. yeah. got to sing lead on a lot of oh, parts. Oh, it was always I did the baritone. And so it kind of put me in the background. Oh, so you know, all, yeah. All, this all this is love music right here. You need to get this. Um, yeah. right, I actually right. didn't think mm-hmm. that I could so, so sing that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we all know that's not true. Thank you. So, thank you. I would say... Um, yeah, no. Uh, Journey-wise, I started in yeah, third choir grade. Was, um, it was rough because <laughs> my mom was always uh, uh, pushing me I'd be in background it, talent shows and, um, to try to get me out. And oh, my friends can sing guys lead. somehow because she but I was just yeah, back all you this up. talent inside the house. You know, you and get whenever out, they would try to put me in front, so. I'm like, oh no, you know, um, it's okay. I'm back here just talent shows, doing my thing. Y'all in grade, I did a Michael Jackson section. Yeah, 100. Black or white dance. So what? What made the switch? Or did you ever? And that kind of started it because eventually I did. And everything, um, oh, and I was like, <laughs> the biggest uh, switch for me they was like karaoke. Okay, oh. so, <laughs> um, that started the the that was the that was the, right the big jump. Um, hadn't stopped before then. I so I tried out like for a couple like of that, then, side bands. Um, I had a, um, a bunch of friends that because uh, I I'd always loved rock music, so um, for the I wanted to be a rock singer, right? And so and they were even then I didn't have the mindset of oh. I want to be in lead. It was just I want to be part of a band. So Mm -hmm. um, that started the journey. I joined uh, a couple of rock bands, and I it was Um, me because they would do. But it was like another guy that was singing. um, Little kid groups. From there, that were doing. Ended up leaving the band, which made me the front festivals. So like I started. It kind of put me in that position to be the lead of the band, right? So I got to feel what that felt like, and it reminded me of being back in. Third um, grade, like right. singing on the stage, and I was a like, lot of oh, okay, this is familiar. Like this. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, came. Um, so that that school, put the that gave me the itch um, of it all. The but teachers, it was actually yeah, um, uh, karaoke is what coach. made everything kind of stand um, out. Nice. And, so um, tell us a little bit I about your current projects and uh, how you got into especially those. about parts. Ooh. Um, harmonious funk. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> the evolution, right? Harmonious funk. The evolution. Funk, the evolution. Yeah, like um, so it's the evolution you know, because this is the the newest uh, rendition of the Casino Band. Uh, they've been around for about I want to say eight, ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I joined them actually through my acapella group. Nice. Um, the Uptown Four. Um, so I was with the Uptown Four, and we. I uh, had done a lot of festivals and fairs, and we were make we had our own website finally getting built, and we got an agent uh, by the name of Dean McNeil, and nice. Dean also runs casino bands. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's a good connect. Mm-hmm. So now at the time, of course, you know I'm not making any connection. I'm just like, right. oh, it's Dean. Okay. Right. <laughs> so um, uh, Dean and I become really good friends, and. Um, we were all having a conversation one day, and I was like, hey, I love acapella, and this is great for my roots, and I want to stay doing acapella, but I would love to be in, you know, another band and start doing bigger shows, because with acapella, you kind of have a niche, you know, like, yeah, you you can do shows, but it's not going to be these 
like sellout shows unless you're big like pentatonics right, right? yeah they go to the you arenas. know yeah <laughs> you know um then yeah you're gonna have some sold out venues but <laughs> yeah I, I always wanted to do something more and and i like having my hands in other projects so um from there i dean randomly messaged me like hey mm -hmm. there's a band that has an opening i don't know what you're doing right now but if you can make an audition cool send him a video so he put me in contact with them and, and that's how you found yeah harmonious funk. One, yep, so for people that don't know tell us what the harmonious funk experience so, is like because uh, i i had so much fun i went to one of your shows <laughs> people were dancing you couldn't keep still <laughs> it was good so the harmonious funk um the evolution experience is um we're unique in the, in the sense of uh, we interact a lot with the crowd, mm -hmm. uh, whereas um, a lot of uh, casino cover bands don't. Um, they'll sing and they'll you know high five a couple of people, but we really put our energy out into the crowd and make it like a really big show, like you're at mm -hmm. a performance, you know. Um, especially me when I get out there, I, <laughs> I can't help it. I, I have to. <laughs> it's it's something gets me. I have to perform. I have to go. You know. Um, but for me, I've, I've always um, viewed performing as a group thing. It's, yeah. it's us and the crowd is is pushing us to be better and we're pushing them to just have fun with us. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the, the it's a shared experience, right, yeah. yeah. Very symbiotic. Mm -hmm. Extremely, yeah. And um, so for us, the experience is very high energy, dancing, Everyone is singing. Mm -hmm. I'll put the mic out to the crowd, and they'll sing certain parts. Right. They'll just start, you know, because it feels like one big family event. Right. Um, whereas uh, if you go to, you know, uh, a, a lot of other bands, you'll just kind of you'll sit there mm -hmm. and you watch them perform. Mm -hmm. Instead of you're in the show, it's more like oh, you're just there watching what's happening. <laughs> yeah. So we kind of like to involve everyone yes. in, in what we do. Mm -hmm. And um, I was fortunate enough to be involved and and uh, get linked up with other talented very very talented musicians and they are out of this world and they're not just musicians you've put on full dance dance little <laughs> dance Choreo numbers choreography oh, really? yeah. the choreography with oh, them too. Yeah. they they they're singing they are dancing their mm -hmm. heart out <laughs> it is an experience nice they do um so um one of the other uh, singers named Shamari Shamari Lewis he actually comes from a dancer background mm -hmm. and growing up i'm i'm from the east coast uh i grew up dancing as well and performing That's so really when we linked up it was just like oh you dance too let's do choreo yep. so yep. and we saw a couple of other bands that did choreo but it wasn't anything that was like you know extensive hardcore out there like right. sliding and yeah. spinning and so we were like let's bring that back to to music because a lot of um, like international bands and international artists would do that. Like mm -hmm. you, if you watch a Bruno Mars show, you're, you're, he's gonna dance. There's no yeah. he's gonna put on a big production, right? So we try to incorporate that as much as we can with our band to make it like a big show. It is. It's another step mm -hmm. when you can add like something that's not just music or you know performance, but also the movement mm -hmm. with it mm -hmm. because now suddenly the audience wants to move with exactly you. exactly and that's a huge and part of it you know the funny thing is uh speaking on that there are members that will come see our band that are used to our show mm -hmm. that will do dance moves that they've seen us do with us 
Oh, really? Yeah. So I'll look out in the crowd and see someone doing That's the good. same move. I'm <laughs> it's one thing to sing the lyrics. It's another yeah, to do the dance. Yeah, and they're doing the choreo. And I'm like, look at you go. Okay. <laughs> It's awesome. That's see, okay. That's the relationship that like you gotta make with the with mm-hmm. the audience. And like, mm-hmm. do you do you have you like that relationship between each show? Do you notice that people follow you from like oh, yeah. casino? Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Oh yeah. That's that, great. Yeah. The following is um, when I uh, when I first joined the band, mm-hmm. um, I was kind of worried about that because I come from uh, a different rock group that I was with mm-hmm. to this band. And we had like a couple people that followed us uh, every now and again, but I had never had been in a part of a band that had a following like like this, like this. Right. This band is is, ugh, it's amazing it's the fun. following that people will come from way up north, like Anacortes, to come down mm-hmm. to um, the Great American Casino way down south. Oh and, wow! Yeah, that's and, dedication. Yeah, that's dedication. Mm-hmm. So how did you wind up? In the casino circuit, so you join an existing band, but I know mm-hmm. that like casinos, that's a coveted spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it is hard to get into the casino circuit if you don't know someone. Mm-hmm. But I would say for anyone wanting to break into that circuit, because it's it's a great it's a, I would say it's a great starting point for any musician trying to get their their chops on a stage and with a band and a crowd, mm-hmm. um, because you're going to get continuous work. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing your own projects on the side and you're trying to build your own brand and everything, you could do that while doing um, like casino gig work and everything because you're going to get a lot of it. But uh, if that's what you're looking to do, I would say go to shows, go view other casino bands, get to know them because there's a lot of break time that, you know, we'll come off stage and mingle with the crowd and everyone. And yep. you can make connections doing that. And mm-hmm. if anyone hears of an opening, hey, I'm a singer. This is what I do. Here's my card. Mm-hmm. Get to know you know people and and network. It's it's basically networking. Like um, if if you were in L. A. you know looking to be an international artist, you'd yeah. do the same thing. You know you want to network and get get your get your your business out there. Who you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does the casino gig differ from uh, your uptown four gigs? Like, what's the difference behind the scenes there? Oh. Oh, there's a world of difference. Yeah, I figured. So, <laughs> um, first of all, comes from um, uh, well, the choreo is going to be different because in acapella you have to save a lot of your energy because you don't have music behind you, so it's no. only your your vocals, right? Right. Second, the and business dancing takes you out oh, of breath too. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the the business aspect of it is very different because um, whereas in acapella you can you could have one person kind of be your in-between person and agent and book oh, whatever you want, mm-hmm. right? Whereas in the casino circuit, you have to have an in-between. There has to be an agent that speaks for you um, in between you and the casinos. Mm-hmm. Because they're not just going to let someone just walk in and, hey, this is my band, this is what right. I do. Oh, you're on stage. You kind of have to be vouched for in mm-hmm. in a way. Um, so, I mean, that's another big aspect of it. Uh, Equipment is huge. Oh, that's a good point. Um, some shows will have their own equipment. They'll have a house drum set or like maybe like house yeah. a house uh, sound setup, but some don't. <laughs> right. Right. So they expect you to have everything ready to go. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then you're kind of SOL if you're 
<laughs> right. And you then know, the acapella like, is like totally opposite there. Mm-hmm. Where it's like four microphones were set. You could have a mic and like four mics and a PA. Yep. And you're good. You're ready to go. <laughs> Just hook into the house sound and mm-hmm. ready to go. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you went over, I, I know I looked on online and I found that your first show was at the University of Washington. Mm-hmm. Did you like start? with like a group at the University of Washington or how did that first show So be? that that was the Uptown 4. Yeah. Um my my first So how how I met the Uptown 4 mm-hmm. was I was an extra in the 60s flashback show. I I played mm-hmm. a temptation. Oh yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's smooth. Right. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> right. Throwback. Um and um, my best friend now, uh, Jeff Weister, he's the founder of the Uptown Four. He was uh, doing sound there and running lights. And so he heard me singing mm-hmm. and was just like, hey, you have a great voice. Yeah. I have an opening in the group. Yeah. Right. Totally. So again, it's who you know. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So networking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's how that's how I joined the acapella world was through him mm. going that route. Um, and. It's funny how things just kind of fall into place after that. Like mm-hmm. the, the more networking you do, the more people you know, it's just it just grows and grows. I've had offers being in this band to join other bands or to be a part of other projects too mm-hmm. that um, some I've taken up on and gone and done side projects uh, from just adding a couple of vocal lines to other yeah. um, recordings to people wanting to do full-on albums. and Yeah. Yeah, it's... How do you record the Uptown for? Woo. There's um so we we started out doing it in the in home studio. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> he had the the foam on the wall in the closet and we oh, go yeah. in individually, oh, right? <laughs> um but it grew to uh there's a guy out in Portland that has a studio and there's a guy out here um uh, Roger Nelson who does a cool. lot of recording. Mm-hmm. Um so we'll go to him or uh, and after we get done recording that we send it out and um, um, Jeff has a guy in California actually the same guy who's mixed Pentatonix albums oh no yeah because I heard I heard a few different versions and there's definitely a recording quality jump yeah. In the last single that oh, you released. Oh, 100%. Was that the Pentatonic? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> you can really hear good. like the in-home, like yeah. we tried to mix and master what we could, but then when we sent it out and it came back, we were all just sitting in a room like, so we're only going to go through him, right? Right. <laughs> like, like we're never going to do this on our own. Okay. It was good. That'd be great. It was good. Yeah. Like, and that's what I meant when I said earlier, like your voice is so warm. Because that's the thing, like when you get a good recording like that, like we just went to London Bridge uh, and recorded our last EP, mm-hmm. and the quality is incredible. Like you just get this depth of sound that's mm-hmm. it's not present anywhere right, else. Right. Right. And so you know, like there is a there is there's definitely a reason for spending that money to go get those good recordings. But at mm-hmm. the same point in time, you could also do it yourself. One hundred percent. And you and you learn along the way too, kind of like what works for you. And, yeah, and doing it yourself, I mean, you you kind of run that risk. But at the same time, if you do it yourself, the reward, all that reward is yours too, you know? Right. So if, if people really like your stuff, you could end up making a lot just doing that, just yep. producing and mixing your own and other people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like I, uh, I like this uh, R&B artist. His name is uh, Tom Mish. And mm. he started out just recording everything by himself. And now he's... He's, uh, oh, what is his name? Uh, I don't know. He's playing with some, like, wicked guitarists and, you know, doing world tours and stuff like that. 
and he just posted his stuff on Spotify. It's like sometimes it's that, you know, that easy. I like how I like how that 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 is though. I mean, whereas it used to be you had to know someone who knew someone to get into the industry to be able to post your stuff. Right. Right, to even get it out there in the public. Mm-hmm. Now everything is just at the touch of your fingertips. You can upload anything you want online and mm-hmm. then it's just there mm-hmm. and ready to go. And that's So who John handles Mayer. It was John Mayer. John Mayer, yeah. John Mayer. Oh. He has oh. Live with John Mayer. John Mayer is amazing. Oh. Live? Oh, I've heard him play. He is. So good. Yeah, he's on another planet. Oh, he is. Up there with Eric Clapton. Oh. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. Sure. So, do you do a lot of your own band promotion or is that covered by your agent? Um, Within the casino. So, once you get into the circuit, if you have a show at that casino uh, up and coming, they will actually put flyers. I mean, you have to make your flyer or go through someone to make flyers. Mm-hmm. But once you send them that artwork, they will promote it for you there at that casino. But as far as your network goes and your fan club, you put that out. Okay. Um, your your agent is just the in-between between for you and that whatever casino so uh, what's your wrong. secret? Because like I went and saw you folks, and it was it was pretty packed. I was there was a line. Oh, Damn. so it's it takes a lot of work to get up to that point. Yeah, um, it's the show. Um, you it, you it has to be genuine. I, I feel you know you it can't be you know oh we're coming here to perform and just to get through it and then you don't really talk to people afterwards. It's mm-hmm. just kind of you've done the show and then that's it. The love has to be there for everything. You have you have to love the music, you have to love your fans, you have to love your craft and, and why you do it and remember why you do it constantly because um, forgetting that is, I feel like a, a lot of people downfall on that, you know, because they lose the connection between themselves and the people who are helping you build that brand and who are supporting you on that. Um, and I feel like a lot of a lot of bands fall short in that because they, they they don't remember that, you know, there could be that person out there that is looking at you wanting to be you on stage and all they want is a conversation or a hi or mm-hmm. a, hey, come check us out here. This is our, you know, we want to follow you. We want to support you in what you're doing, you know, and, and just, you know, a conversation. And I feel that through doing that, we've built uh, a connection with a lot of people and they love it. So they they follow us. They, they want to hang out with us and... Um, we do. Um, we've done little videos and stuff with different fans, and we'll, oh, cool. we'll sing with them and get them up on yeah. stage. And yeah, things. like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, we did a thing at Tulela a couple of times where it was someone's birthday, mm-hmm. and um, they have um, they have a little camera crew that they that they have on some of the reses. And they'll have a camera crew come follow them around, and we'll get off stage, mm. and it's a huge stage at Tulip. You've seen the stage. Oh yeah, it's and a good size stage. We get off stage and we go and serenade them in front of their family <laughs> and everybody and the camera crew, and <laughs> it's, that's awesome. Yeah, mm. I know. I know. I've kind of fallen into that, like, like I don't know if you call it a trap, but the idea that, like, you know, the art or music is a business, and you kind of like. That that separation sometimes is so hard to find. It is, and I know that like like I had a show just uh, a couple of days ago, and I was looking forward to being on that stage mm-hmm. because the stage is where you feel most comfortable. It's home. It's oh my god, it's home, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You just like you mm-hmm. know it, and you're like, this is 
everything's you gonna know, go right. Yeah, everything is Even right. Though every, every time we get up, before you get up there, you're like, everything's gonna go wrong. <laughs> every time, every single time, the pre-show before right. you hit that stage is just nerve-wracking. You're in the back, like, oh, what did I forget? Right, you're going yeah, through yeah. your lyrics. Yeah. Like, is this the right? What's the form? Right. Like, God, Absolutely. We're gonna forget the melody this time. Yeah. Right. Oh. Oh, so, you start thinking about past shows that you messed up on. You're right. Just like, yeah. oh, all right. <laughs> so like when I'm when I'm like in this space because like I do a lot of business in this space, mm-hmm. but I also feel like like I got you know my my lights over here. I turn those off. I have some other like calming lights and stuff, and I just kind of post up here on my amp plugged in, my phone recording, and it's like you know that's that's the space. This is also a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Do you have a sanctuary? Oh. I have uh, there's a couple. Um, I, I I kind of made um, my sanctuary. I kind of make my sanctuary wherever I go, um, in a sense because I travel a lot, mm-hmm. and so I don't always have my room to go to. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of time my room is very zen. I don't there's I don't have a lot in my room. I just it's I'll have like you know my my guitar is my room. I have my little stereo in my room, and I'll just listen to music and just sit. Mm-hmm. and just let my mind just go. Um, but whenever I'm out on the road uh, doing a, a show um, in the hotel room, I'll just bring my little speaker with me, mm-hmm. and I'll just sit there and plug in and go. Or I'll go into the bathroom. You run the shower, because you know how you get humidity will help your yeah. vocals. And all. Yep. I'll just sit, sit next to the shower and just let it go, play my music, and just exist in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is it is overwhelming sometimes, Um Dealing with a lot of people all the time, yeah. Um, especially because everyone wants a picture, everyone wants to high five you, everyone wants a conversation, right. and they'll get upset if you know some people you you hang out too long over here, but you didn't really give enough time, you know. And so it's it becomes kind of it, it can be irritating having to remind not only them but yourself, like you know, you have to have time for you mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well, and you have to have me space, and you have to clear your mind, you have to. Make sure that you do that because if not, I mean, you can lose and forget why you even do it in the mm-hmm. first place, and that love can wane. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to keep it like I'll say hi to people. I'll you know take pictures whenever I can. But if I am having that moment, I was going to the back or I go into yeah. um, the hotel room, or and I'll just exist in that space mm-hmm. and just let your mind go. Mm-hmm. It's so frustrating when a when a venue doesn't have a green room. Oh. Oh. Yep, you know what I'm talking oh, about. I'm not even going to mention the places, but mm-hmm. some of them they know who they are. They don't have the green room. Oh yeah, and so and you're stuck out there. <laughs> All those people are coming right up to you, and you're like, I'm I'm nervous as hell. I'm about to get up on that stage. Like, there are times I'm like changing in the bathroom. Yeah, and someone will walk up and want to have a full on conversation with you mm-hmm. about every show that's coming up, when mm-hmm. it's happening, what what started everything. And you're like, you know, I have about 10 minutes before I have to change and be back on stage. Yep. But, you know, you don't want to come off as one of those band members. So you're just kind of like, oh, hey, yeah. talking to him, changing really quick. Well, you know, I got to go. All you know, right. so you kind of just make Thumbs your way up. up. The way out, right? Yeah, high five him again. You're awesome. We'll see you out there. You just keep going. So what is a standout interaction you've had with a fan? Like just that totally made mm. it oh, worth it. So like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, that totally made it. Um, oh, oh, so we were playing Tulalip. 
And there was a couple there that um, had been together for, uh, I want to say, two and a half years. They met at our show. We sang their first dance. Um, they have been coming to our shows ever since. Um, and they uh, recently asked us to sing at their wedding. Ooh. So it was kind of like they came to the show, they met, and they put our band as the reason that it happened. And so <laughs> we were like, reason. yeah. Like, <laughs> You know, so they asked to sing at the wedding, and of course we're not going to turn that down. Like, right? <laughs> you know, that's yeah. that's amazing. So that's one moment. Um, another one. Um, there was a guy who um, this was at um, what is that venue? Um, like, we'll see the uh, oh Emerald Queen. This is the oh, Emerald yeah. Queen. Uh, there was a guy who always wanted to sing, mm-hmm. and he just he would come to the front and. Sing as loud as he could, <laughs> right? To get you to hear him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I, I sometimes I put the mic out there yeah. and all that, and we had a conversation finally. And he's like, you know, that was one of the best moments. Is just, you know, you guys, you put the mic out, and I got to hear my voice, and I loved it, and that made me want to keep going. And he's working, he's writing his own music, and mm-hmm. I was just like that small moments like that, it's like so, that. Yeah, they change. People's I mean, lives. that goes back to what you were talking about earlier, like actually creating community with these people. Mm-hmm. It's not just a the line starts mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. end of the stage. You actually build community with folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 there's, there has to be some separation um, because you know you can be very overwhelmed by a lot of people, but at the same time, um, I like to keep in contact with a lot of people. There's a lot of fans that I I personally know now yeah. because of it you know i keep in contact with them and i'm like hey you know keep keep your dreams going um and videos that you have any mm-hmm. any support that you need like let me know i'll share your videos on my page yeah. and if anyone else sees it maybe you'll they'll pick you up too you know and 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 everything like that so i agree like being in the community and and helping each other come up is that is a big thing because i feel like in the band uh, uh industry in itself there's a lot of competition um, when it comes to making it, so to speak, oh, right? Yeah. Where everybody's got that. Yeah, like everyone has a contact, right? Yeah. But no one wants to let anyone else know who this contact is yeah. or how to get to this spot or get here, because they're like, oh, this is my thing. You know, you got to right. find your well, own and thing. Also you wor- yeah, exactly. You worked on it. Your right. contact's not going to be the same. Right. They may not help you in the same way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, but I mean, I, I feel like if there, if you, if you got in the door yourself and you at least let someone know, hey, the door's over here and it's propped open a little bit. You know, here's yeah. here's some here's some help this way. Right. You know, maybe here's a leg up. Like, I mean, I would say if if it's anyone's dream to do anything, to to, to fight for it and and go. You know, even even if it's something small, like writing down a lyric a day. Yeah. For a song. It literally it, yeah. can change your life. 100%. And mm-hmm. eventually you have a whole song. Mm-hmm. And you might sing it one day. Even, even if you don't, it's your song. Mm-hmm. And it's you, your story to tell yeah, eventually. 100%. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's why I moved out to Seattle. It was the same reason. Like I grew up in a small rural town in Michigan. Mm. And so when I when I would, uh, like my prospects were the McDonald's up the street or the factory on the other side of town. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like there was just nothing there for an artist. I didn't even know what a creative agency was until <laughs> I moved to Seattle. I was like, that that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I get I get to Seattle and like the whole world is open. Mm-hmm. Like I can like I can actually achieve the things that I set out to achieve. But as you yeah. said, like I wouldn't be able to fight for it if I stayed in that area. Mm-hmm. One, because I wouldn't have grown as a person, and two, because the opportunities weren't there. I it was a challenge to move out here, but I did it because I was fighting for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a it, you gotta you gotta take those steps. Yeah. You gotta take those and risks. And it's so every little step adds up. People think mm-hmm. they yes. see the big the big mountain. You know the yeah. peak of the mountain. Mm-hmm. You don't jump to the peak of the mountain. No. You t- it's one step at a time, little by little. Mm-hmm. And had had someone told me that when I started my journey, uh, if they were like, you know, you're gonna be doing these shows like with these bands and it's going to be tons of people coming to see you and it's going to be amazing. I would have looked up like, there's no way that that's ever going to be <laughs> right. <laughs> you're like, no, no, but no, you're right. It, it is. It's the, it's the, the short steps that every, even if it's a half of a step, yeah. it, it matters. There have been songs, there's songs that I, I don't have any lyrics to. I, know what I want about them, but that's pretty much, you know, you have a feeling of it, but that's all I kind of have is an an idea of it, right? But that's how it starts, and that's Mm -hmm. how it started with me, was I wanted to, I wanted uh, to express myself somehow in in a good way. And my mom was like, talent show, how about that? It was a step. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, and I just took it, and that step lit the fire in me to want more, to want that that crowd reaction, and to give it back, and to be on stage like that. That lit the fire to just drive and go. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's all that it takes is that one that one moment, and that third grade moment for me. I'll, right, that was it. <laughs> it. It sticks out because that was the big. The big moment that for was. me. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, I think mine was right around the same time. I got up in my little uh, zoot suit <laughs> and I sang a nursery rhyme. Yes. I, I must have been like four, five, six, something like that. And I went up on this talent show stage, and that was mm-hmm. the first time. Still there, still in my head. Um, so, third grade, you were still on the East Coast there, right? No, um, I was okay. actually I came out here. Um, I was wondering I'd, when you got out this way. So I had yeah. gone back and forth. Um, I I went to school. Some out here and some back home. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was really it was a it was a rough time for us, so we were kind of moving around mm-hmm. a lot. Um, but uh, third grade here is where it started. It and then I moved back home okay. for fifth grade, came back out here, mm-hmm. finished sixth grade. Um, so yeah, I moved around a lot. But I mean, even in moving around a lot, the passion for it never it never stopped. Um, I actually went when I went back home. Um, before I came back out here uh, to stay, um, I was part of an entertainment company and I did dance and I uh, mm-hmm. I danced for like bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs and I did. Oh, cool. Yeah, with nice. like a company and we did little choreo and, mm-hmm. and all that. So, I mean, dancing and entertainment has always been a part of my world, so. Did you go to, what did you go to college for? Did you go to college? Uh, I did not. Um, I went directly from uh, high school to the military which mm-hmm. was a big shift. Big shift. Especially <laughs> big shift. Coming from the entertainment world. Yeah, um, and for me, I mean, the the shift in it was honestly money. It was the promise of money, you know. So of course I was, oh, what money? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Um, after that, um, I went from there into the culinary world. So, I mean, I went and got my certification as a chef. You should see the food porn that he posts. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I haven't been able to taste his cooking yet. Oh, God. But, oh, my goodness, just the flavors he comes up with. Yeah, my best and friend he just my- makes this, <laughs> makes, it's One day you will cook for me. Yeah. Yes, happily. Happily. Absolutely. Uh, food uh, food is, is another passion of mine. That was another thing that kept me going. Um I come from a, a huge family of of cooks. I mean, my my grandma and my mom's side like they're Jamaican, and in Jamaican culture, you you cook. There's oh, yeah. you dance and you cook. <laughs> <laughs> Got them both covered. <laughs> yes, you dance and you cook, and so that I grew up with food around me and music around me. So they mm-hmm. they they're I cannot separate the two. I, I have an instant pot that. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes if I'm going on a long road trip, like even like now, I think we're we're performing in Idaho. Um, mm-hmm. I forget the name of the casino we're gonna be at. It's in Coeur d'Alene. Mm-hmm. I gotta look that up. Um, but I'm gonna bring my instant pot. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm gonna cook. <laughs> it's and I'm going sure the there. Band's yeah. Gonna love it. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> Especially if it's ribs. Oh. Oh, ribs are my favorite. <laughs> I can eat them. Oh, they're so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, ribs. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you learn? Like you didn't go to college, Mm-mm. right? So how did you learn how to be an entertainer, like the business of entertainment? The business aspect of it, I have uh, my friend Jeff and my friend Chris to thank, like in in spades for that because uh, Chris went to college and okay. he studied uh, music theory and mm-hmm. the business side of it, and Jeff. Jeff grew up in the acapella world and knows, uh, do you know the group? Uh, they used to go by the trench coats, but the, the coats. I don't know. So a really good acapella group mm-hmm. um, out in the... The uh, coats? Yeah, cool. in the, the P&W. Amazing. Oh. Um, we're really good friends with them. And Jeff kind of got business savvy kind of going through their networks and learning about the behind the scenes with them. And right. as I joined the Uptown Four, I got a good look at what it would take behind the scenes to really make something worth it and mm-hmm. to make it work. Um, and it just grew from there and I just kept studying. And every time I get a chance to, I'll look at what's happening behind the scenes or what's, right. you know, because a lot of the, the, the things that you you would learn in college, when you get out into the world, things, things change and it's different. So fast. And within the music world, mm-hmm. there's a lot of competition that happens behind the scenes and a lot of agents that will that can be your agent one minute and the next minute will might be like hey so i have these other bands that i'm managing so i don't know what you're gonna do about that you know so it's kind of like you have to be on your toes and your p's and q's kind of at all times if if you're going into that Mm -hmm. that world it's very it's very demanding um and i would say it's not for everyone when it comes to the competitive side of it Mm-hmm. For anyone that just wants to do music in general, there's so much out there that cut out the middleman that you don't even need that. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you have so many platforms mm-hmm. that you can express anything on, and it is it's beautiful to see. And and they don't all have to be music focused. No, that's the cool. Thing no, today. it doesn't. It can be right. anything. It can, mm-hmm. especially nowadays. It can literally be anything you want it to be. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. Yes. What's your, what's your role in each of these groups then? Like so. Oh. Um, and I'm 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 also a singer songwriter. I write my own uh, stuff as well. Uh-huh. Um, but with the Uptown Four, I'm the bass. 
Yeah. Which I started out being uh, second tenor. Mm-hmm. And then we, uh, one of our, our bass guys ended up moving. So we were looking for a bass. And I was just like, hey, so I can sing low notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, we'll try it out. Well, we don't know. Right. And then we did a show with it. And they were like, you are officially the bass now. Yes. All right. <laughs> So they call me the silky bass <laughs> because I'm not I'm not a true bass. You know, like if you um, a lot of uh, people who have a true bass voice, they have a like a very low timbre. They mm. they they speak really really low automatically, right? But um, so the silky bass is um, I can hit extremely low notes, but without having a true bass tone, if that mm. makes sense. Um, so yeah, uh, and then we. Uh, uh, our our friend Chris ended up coming on and that filled in the spot. So now I'm yeah. the base of them. And with the uh, harmonious funk, the evolution, um, I'm an I'm a lead singer. There's uh, there's three of us. There's three yeah. lead singers, which is another thing. Um, there's a lot of bands that don't have um, three male lead singers, uh, especially right. in the casino world. It's um, it's very it's very gendered. It's very it's going to be male or female. Mm-hmm. Or it's just female or just male. It's never any anything else. It's it's just that's what it is, you know. And that mm-hmm. was the format. And so uh, Charles, um, the founder of the group, was like, "Why don't we just have three black male singers, and then like turn everything on its head because yep. that that it hasn't happened yet. And then we're gonna add in choreography." On top of everything. And on top of everything. <laughs> and you're going to talk and interact with the crowd. Every right, day. You right. know, so it was just like step after step. And uh, it's it's been a struggle um, as as a, a black band because a lot of casinos, they really, they're leery about it because I don't know if it's due to stigmas racism or whatever but there's a lot there's a lot of of struggles that you're going to go through mm-hmm. you know and uh just being born a person of color is that's 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 kind of your life you know so you're kind of used to that but um pushing past that if you can get in good with casinos and all that it's 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 worth it mm-hmm. it is beyond worth it and especially because like i mean the main demographic of a mm-hmm. casino Old cis white. You know, <laughs> you know. So yeah, and, you sh- you should coming in and shaking and things up just yeah, for being yourself. Yeah, like, like certain th- certain things, um, you you will still, in an indirect way, kind of cater to because a lot of people just don't either don't know or aren't ready for in their mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we there's a lot that we flipped. Uh, I mean, I come in with my super colorful hair. Right, yeah. Everywhere. All three of us today. Right. In green and orange. <laughs> that is literally, people will recognize me and my my hair before they recognize it's me. And that's right. how they know it's me. Yeah. They just see my hair bobbing up and down mm-hmm. through the casino and they're just like, oh. <laughs> Automatically. Right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, 100%. <laughs> Do you feel like you have anything that you like are looking for a change in the music industry? Do you think like? You notice um, any glar- glaring issues in the the industry as a whole? Yeah. Or oh, in your in your personal circles. There's personal circles. There, I don't you know even what know I mean. where to start. Oh, um, <laughs> too many to count. I I I wish it wasn't so 
heteronormative. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that people of color, color had, a, had a, a bigger voice mm-hmm. and not just hip hop. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of singers that are phenomenal that don't get any shine. I mean, even if we're going back to the 90s where even on Cube 93, you would hear Enigma or Yanni, right? Mm-hmm. To now, you don't hear anything like that at all, right? Um, because every, I feel like every everything is, is so cookie cutter that they go with whatever is trending for them right then and there. Little boxes. Yeah, everything is in the little box, and it's it's bad because it kind of forces people into into a hole. If you only listen to three stations, you're gonna have right. what around you as an influence, right? So you right. don't really get to branch out to hear any other artists who are doing amazing, amazing works mm-hmm. and amazing things, and you just get stuck in this little rut. So I I wish that they would allow from international artists to any other form of music, just even if you're going to play a snippet or a sample of it, let it out so that mm-hmm. people can hear and get a sense because how else are you going to open the world up right. if you keep it closed off to whatever you want them to listen to? You know, that's mm-hmm. that's always been a, a, a issue for me, you know, so. What would you, uh, this is the last question, mm-hmm. um, what would you say to people trying to break into the creative industry? Three things. This is the advice would you get? I would say start somewhere with anything. Yeah. First off, um, um, forgive yourself because you're going to you're going to make mistakes, and so are others around you. So you know, keep keep that desire going and and make sure you have that forgiveness with you because you're it's there's a lot that's going to happen that you're going to need to have have that strength to do and uh, keep dreaming. That when you when you think you've hit a goal, make another one. Yeah, <laughs> even that. no matter how small or big it is, keep keep making them until you until you get to where you're comfortable. You know, and then when you get there, shake it up, do something one different. Thing leads to the next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thank you so much for having me. Thank us you. On. <laughs> I appreciate you coming out. I appreciate can, you having uh, me. Where Thank can you. they find you? Hmm? Where can they find you? Oh, so um, I'm my, uh, my Facebook. Uh, you can come and find our band. It's Harmonious Funk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the band on Facebook. Um, we have music on YouTube as well. You can look us up, Harmonious Funk Band, on YouTube as well. And uh, yeah, we have we post our events and where we're gonna be. Cool. And yeah, oh yeah, it's definitely come come check us out and and follow us on on Facebook. Plug. You're super, you're right. <laughs> definitely click the like. Yeah, go for it. Cool. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Y'all are awesome. Thank you for having Thanks. me. Thanks. Thing like that. Thank you, Sky all, Lewis, right? for coming um, to Muse and because seeing I feel like every, the podcast is, on how is creatives so do business. This has been so Omega. And I am Claire Michelle. You can find right Muse Unseen on yeah, Twitter, is in the little box, Facebook, or MuseUnseen.com. It's bad because it kind of forces people note, into, into a, a hole. If you like only listen to three stations, you're going to have what around you as an influence, right? So you don't really get to branch out to hear any other artists who are doing amazing, amazing works mm-hmm. and amazing things, and you just get stuck in this little rut. So I, I wish that they would allow from international artists to any other form of music, just 
even if you're going to play a snippet or a sample of it, let it out so that mm -hmm. people can hear and get a sense because how else are you going to open the world up right. if you keep it closed off to whatever you want them to listen to? You know, that's mm -hmm. that's always been a, a, a issue for me, you know, so. What would you, uh, this is the last question, mm -hmm. um, what would you say to people trying to break into the creative industry? Three things. What <sighs> of advice would you give? Mm, I would say start somewhere with anything. Yeah. First off, um, um, forgive yourself because you're going to you're going to make mistakes, and so are others around you. So you know, keep keep that desire going and and make sure you have that forgiveness with you because you're it's there's a lot that's going to happen that you're going to need to have have that strength to do and. Uh, keep dreaming that when you when you think you've hit a goal make another one yeah <laughs> even that. no matter how small or big it is keep keep making them until you until you get to where you're comfortable you know and then when you get there shake it up do something one different leads to the next. yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. cool thank you so much for having me thank us you on. <laughs> i appreciate you coming up <laughs> i appreciate can, you uh, having me where thank can they you. find you Hmm? Where can they find you? Oh, so um, I'm my, uh, my Facebook. Uh, you can come and find our band. It's Harmonious Funk, mm -hmm. uh, the band on Facebook. Um, we have music on YouTube as well. You can look us up, Harmonious Funk Band, on YouTube as well. And uh, yeah, we have we post our events and where we're gonna be. Cool. And yeah, oh yeah, it's definitely come come check us out and, and follow us on. On Facebook. Plug. You're super. You're right. <laughs> Definitely. Click like. Yeah, go for it. Cool. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Y'all are awesome. Thank you for having Thanks. me. Thanks. Thank you, Sky Lewis, for coming to Muse and Scene, the podcast on how creatives do business. This has been Zoe Omega. And I am Claire Michelle. You can find Muse Unseen on Twitter, Facebook, or museunseen.com. Send us a note. Send us a message. If you would like to be on the podcast, send us an email. Museunseen at gmail.com. Thanks.